Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceutics. Today, be ready for your mind to be blown. <laughs> I am so, so ready for mine to be blown. So I'm warning you, you be ready. Uh, we have uh, Steven Tuhig today, but before I get to Steven, uh, what are we going to do? What is my name? Who do who am I? <laughs> I am Dr. Lola, uh, also known as Dr. Ho, a clinical pharmacist, plant medicine specialist, founder of WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness hub, and WCI Health University. WCI Health is the makers of glows. When you think glows, things beauty from within. Who is our sponsor? This show is sponsored by WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness store. For anything that you need that has to do with CBD infused, and we also have functional mushroom history to their website, wci-health.com. Now, the final health cleaning. This show is for educational purpose, should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your doctor for all your medical needs. Do not start or stop any medicine without talking to your doctor. Having said that, like I said, I have here with me today, Steven Tuhig. Steven is the lead guide and founder of Mastering Changes and Shadow Tribe. Steven, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having uh, for coming on today. Thank you very much, Dr. Lola. I'm very excited to be here. I share, I share. Uh, first of all, I went on your website. I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Uh, you have been studying an abundance of practices extensively, including mindfulness, business optimization, uh, shadow work, facilitation, neuro-linguistic uh, programming, hypnotherapy, leadership dynamics, whoa. <laughs> Talk to me, Steven. What, I mean, what is your ultimate mission in searching for so many knowledge? It's like yeah. you are like a, a, a magnet for knowledge. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't call myself a magnet, maybe a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm what you would call a wounded healer. So, um, you know, I was, I was dealing with some trauma when I was younger, uh, was, was abused by my stepmother and uh, was raised in a, in, a, in a very interesting home. And so I was constantly dealing with these programmings that didn't serve me. And um, on, on a path to healing, April 2000, I was introduced to uh, shadow work. And as soon as I saw it, I saw a guy stand up and within 20 minutes, they had unraveled any problem that he thought he'd had to the point to where this guy had been struggling his entire life. And all of a sudden he got it. Like, and you could tell this guy's never going back to the way he saw him. And I knew that's what I wanted. And so for the past uh, 22 years now, I've been following this. What is shadow? Um, how does it operate? You know, where does it lead? And um, then just, I just continue to be amazed at the human condition. I'm going to ask uh, this personal question. Do you have uh, like a connection, like a heritage rooted in Eastern tradition or uh, indigenous uh, tribes? Or this just all came as a result of just trying to find healing for yourself? That's a great question. I've never been asked that question in all the interviews that I've had. Um, I am Irish and the last name Tuig 
you can trace it all the way back to County Cork, Ireland. And so I would have been uh, what they would have called a Celt or Druid. And when you start to look at the Druid tradition, what you find real quickly is a lot of the traditions that have been um, um, synthesized by the Christian faith actually come from my indigenous heritage. So I, I would call myself what you call a hedge witch, um, searching for an answer, feeling around in the dark, um, not having any real uh, attachment to my heritage. But recently, I've begun following my lineage, following my indigenous culture down. And so, yes, I would say that when I look at some of the processes we do in shadow ceremony, those are very deeply rooted in Celtic, ancient uh, Irish Druid um, tradition. Um, and then there's various pieces of other things that I've picked up here and there, uh, Jungian archetypes. Um, 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 yeah. They mentioned neurolinguistic programming and such. But the very, it's, it's, I'm just scratching the surface of my indigenous heritage. I know. I, see, let me tell you something. Game knows game. <laughs> Telling you, game knows game. I don't normally ask our guests that question, but when I see you, I know because I am into the African uh, indigenous uh, family too. I was born and raised in West Africa in Nigeria. We we are like really into the culture, you know, grew up with herbal medicine, grew up with all the, the, the initiation cutting and all kind of stuff. So when I saw you, I knew that connection right there. Game knows game, man. <laughs> well, yeah. I Well, you know, we do a thing called shadow ceremony, which is that rite of passage that we're bringing back to really connect people to their true core, what I call your axis mundi. And that's all, that's all, that's all initiation, initiating the next level of our awareness. And, um, yeah. Uh, yeah game knows game. That's interesting you say that. Yeah, yeah. You have recently been researching psychedelic integration. I am a psychedelic educator, uh, you know, the whole nine year, and which is defined uh, for our folks that don't know what psychedelic integration means, it's defined as a process in which the patient integrates the insights of their experience into their real life. And PHRI is a method of supporting that in a clinical uh, environment. Talk to me about what drew you to this uh, this space, this well, part of your journey right now. Yeah, I committed, well, I committed to 10 years with a gentleman by the name of Tony Robbins, who is in my belief system, a living teacher, living, living, you know, he's a living legend, basically, you know, as far as one of the few gurus I believe that I've had the, the blessing to work with. Um, but spent 10 years underneath him and was looking for my next level, my next, and was still trying to do some deep healing, uh, that trauma piece being locked in a basement that I just wasn't able through any modality, be it shadow work, be it whatever. And uh, a fellow coach, a fellow guide, a fellow shadow guide that I, that I know introduced me to ayahuasca. And uh, there's this church down here that I work with. And so every Saturday, oh, they do, they do an entire weekend. So they show up, you show up Friday at noon. I came in at noon, didn't know anybody, didn't know anything about this ayahuasca thing, just trusted the man that had invited me. And within three ceremonies, two weeks later, I quit my job with Tony Robbins to become a, a, a psychedelic integration coach. And I've been doing uh, research, uh, boots on the ground, integration, shadow integration 
on a, during during ayahuasca ceremony. So um, it was the it was like uh, yep that's it I, that's exactly it knew right away that this is what I wanted quit my de- dream job become follow this this plan around it, and and again I come from Tony Robbins what gets reported gets measured what gets measured gets managed what gets managed goes exponentially and now my teacher is a plant I, it's like <laughs> I get it I know it sounds woo woo. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. Like, you can understand that, right? Absolutely. I mean, that is grandmother. Ayahuasca is the grandmama. That is the, yep. the, the grandma of them. I I mean, just looking at this, your recitation of this journey, for me personally, I'm looking at you and I'm like, it's just been predestinated. There's no way, no how. With that background, what do you think? I mean, when you from you coming from your background, then coming into grandmother and the psychedelic space. Do you think I'm right or wrong? What do you well, think I, about that? Yeah, I, I think that we are all brought here with, in, in this time, specifically in this time in our planet, where we've all been brought here because we have something to bring, some, some light to bring. And when I look at the trauma that I experienced, when I look at all the struggle that I went through, when I look at all the gifts, all the teachers like genius, I've had the opportunity to work with some around the world, just genius facilitators, what you would call shamans. Like I, I, I've just been blessed. And you know why? Well, when I go back now where I'm here, honestly, Dr. Lola, if we take it honestly, now that I'm here and I look back, oh, yeah, I see a very clear path from where I was at, at two years old when my mom, you know, when, when she first had to give me up all the way to now when I'm on the phone with the client and they say something Yes, I see a very clear path, but I got to tell you, it didn't look like a clear path back there. It was very, you know, dark and painful and confusing, and 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 the struggle was real, and this struggle still continues to be real in some levels. But yes, a very clear, you know, it's almost like this dream has been leading me up to this moment. Yeah, that is amazing. It's amazing. On your website for mastering changes, you write, "Miscoding is deep in the human mind." This coding is the root cause of all suffering in the world. By doing your shadow work, you are doing the work necessary to change the world. Everything in this reality is a reflection of everything else. If above, so below, so within, so without. You are a reflection of your outside world. Just like this world is a reflection of you. Man, that is pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty deep. Can you expand on that for our for, for our audience? I mean, I mean, break it down for us. <laughs> well, that's a big, yeah, that is a big, that's a big bowl to break down. And 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 when you think about when you hear that, it it, it sounds very woo woo. But again, I don't come from the uh, in my world. You have to see it, smell it, touch it, feel it. If you're not integrating it into the now, then what's the point? And so the best place to look at it would be. Uh, to see how, if I had you just right now, just Dr. Lola, just look around the room. I'll give you 10 seconds to look around the room and find the color red. Count all the red, count all the red, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Now everybody come look forward, look forward, close your eyes. Close, don't cheat now, close your eyes. There you go. Let me ask you, how much stuff did you see that was blue? You didn't, did you? You didn't see anything that was blue. And you made pink red, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Now go ahead and open up your eyes. Now, now, if I had you look around the room now and find the color 
red again, part of you would go, okay, also look for the color blue because he may ask for that. So there's this algorithm that formed that said that, that took your focus and, and showed you what to focus on. And my mentor, Tony, he always used to say that seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing, right? It, and what's wrong is always available. So is what's right. We, we all suffer from 24 cognitive biases, and one of them is called, uh, uh, um, um, oh, what is it called? Um, uh, confirmation bias. And what confirmation bias means is I'm only going to see what it is that I need to confirm the meaning that I've already made. See, the, the, there's, an old, there's an old story about how when Christopher Columbus came to the, to the, to the, new, to the new world, right? We call it the new world, really. It was, it was a world long before he got here. But that's a whole other conversation. Let's not get into that. There's other people way smarter than I doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but when the, when the indigenous population looked out, because the ships looked so radically different than anything they've ever seen, they weren't able to see it. Now, the shaman, because he was used to stepping into these altar states, looking, always looking at the edge, looking for the new, when he was able to, when he looked out on the shore, he was able to see that because he was used to seeing the new. The way the mind works is it only is able to recognize things that are tightly woven to the things that we already know. This is why when things are, technology looks too far out, it looks like magic to us. It's because our mind doesn't understand it, so we assume it must be some form of magic. And, and so what happens is the farther and farther away you get from what you already see, the less you're able to see. Everything that you're, ma you're making, all the decisions that you're making out here, all of the meaning that you're making out here is nothing more than a reflection of the decisions and the meaning that you've already made on the inside. And so anytime you find yourself, uh, just think of that person that every day that person comes in and for some reason they just rub you the wrong way. Maybe they're too annoying. Maybe they're too loud. Maybe they're too this, maybe they're too that. That's not about them. That's about you. And there's some piece of you on the inside that you're having trouble owning some some shadow in you that you haven't owned about yourself that that has been some wound that you're trying to protect that you're projecting out on this person this demon the shadow this dislike and that's what's making you feel the tension and so when we what we want to do here the goal here is to remove that all that when you go in and you remove all of that what you're going to find is wars uh, suffering strife you're fighting all the lack that you're fighting here. At some level in the root of it is some piece of I'm in lack. I'm not good enough. You're not going to love me. I'm being smothered. I'm being abandoned. Or if you leave me, I'll die. I call them the five core fears. When I'm afraid in here, it's typically, and, and I think it's about there, typically it's ties to one of the five core fears that I know we all suffer from. Yeah, that is pretty deep. That is it. In in your recent uh, blog, you talk about shadow work. Uh, you write the following: shadow work is the tuning of the subjective experience of your world. When leveraged with integration, the results can profoundly uh, affect your lives and the lives of everyone around you. By learning to let go of the story you are trapped in, you become empowered to create a new story that redefines your journey. When you change the way you show up for things, the things you show up for changes. Talk to me about what that means to you. What it means, what it means in regards to, well, it's, there's multiple pieces there. One, shadow work is a subjective practice. 
this isn't something when I'm working with somebody, whether I'm working with them live in an event, in a ceremony, or whether we're on Zoom, or whether uh, as a group, or whether it's one-on-one, it's not something that you talk about. We, that we start off with, where do you suffer? Where did you experience suffering? And as soon as we go into and identify that suffering, what most people do is they will talk about the suffering. They want to talk about something. Here's what it sounded like. Here's what happened. What we want to do is we want to load up what I call the hologram. Because when I load up the hologram, the mind, we think, mind, mind doesn't think in time. We think in moments. But we store those moments in story. And so we load up the hologram of the story. And now I can check around in your pockets and go, okay, what are you feeling? What's going on? What's the, what's the narrative? What's the story? What's the emotion? What's the blueprint of the world that you're living out of that's causing that suffering? We can unpack that, that meaning that you've made in a way that's very functional. When we talk about it, now you're on the outside shell of it. And because you're on the outside shell of it, you're not going to get the full value. You're not getting the experiential aha moment that comes along with true shadow work. Like true shadow work, you'll come to a point to where you'll get underneath it and you'll go, oh, I, now I know why I don't seem to be able to apply for that job. Or now I know why I can't do this. Or now I know where I'm uh, in suffering around that. Or now I know why my business has missed its mark by XYZ. Now I know why my client is doing whatever it is that you're suffering from. You, you'll get to the point to where it'll make perfect sense because now you see all of the algorithms that are at play, all the decision-making processes that have gone unconscious or what I call deep conscious. So that has to be subjective. Now, once you get underneath that and once you see, uh, you know, like for me, for example, when I was three years old, trapped in a basement by my stepmom. Well, three years old, it's pre-verbal. Um, um, you, you, it's not like I could tell my parents what I was experiencing. And back then, the prevalent thought of the time was just don't say anything. If you don't say anything, it'll go away and he'll be all right. Well, that's a terrible way to serve, to take care of a trauma, first off, right? So now I'm three years old and I get this feeling that I'm going to be trapped at any moment. And so my mind says, I got you, Steve, don't worry. And it comes online and it starts scanning for ways that I can get trapped. Well, the mind pushes everything to the meaning, all meaning to the mechanical, and it wants to duplicate that meaning. It wants to take that thought, and it wants to make it useful everywhere it can because it was very traumatic. So now everything that looks like you might be trapped becomes a danger zone. Now I'm 40 years old, and me and my wife are on date night. She's like, well, what do you want to eat? Well, why do you always have to ask me? Why do I always have to pick? Why can't you fit? See how that just that response in and of itself is rooted in why are you trying to trap me? And so until I was able to get underneath it and see that there's a part of me that feels trapped in a basement or is trying to resist being trapped in a basement, I'm unconsciously then led by that shadow. But when I own it, now I can go in and now I know where I'm holding on to that fear and I can let it go. And that requires me to be in the car Wife asks the question. I feel the tension and go, oh, ooh, what is that? Oh, I must be in shadow. What am I feeling? Where am I feeling it? Go through the things that we teach in shadow work that a good practitioner would teach or a good guide would teach a practitioner to use in shadow work so they could, I could start to do my work. And, oh, I'm trapped in that basement again. Now I can let go. So that's integration. It's taking the, the concept, the understanding of, that I have, now have, that subjective aha, and now injecting it into the subjective experience in what I call in theater, in, in real time. Now I'm able to let go of something that I just, for whatever reason, the tension was too great, 
I was too scared. I was too un, uh, too unconscious to the deep conscious, whatever it was. Why? That is wow. Wow, wow, wow. Why is it that as you just explaining this shadowing thing to me, what is coming to my mind is the entogenic plant. Is that ayahuasca? Is yep. that psilocybin? Is that peyote? Why is it that this sh shadow walk is projecting psychedelic uh, therapy? You know, that inner, when you're taking the medicine, then you're going in there. What do you think about that? Well, the first time I did shadow work, for the first two years I did shadow work, to be very clear, I swore, Dr. Lola, that, they, that the leaders of the, of the ceremony were putting LSD in our drink. Because for some reason, I would leave and I would be operating at a 220. I would be in that altered state. I would be operating in that altered state for a good six months. After I come out of ceremony, I would be in that, you know, you do ayahuasca or you, you do a plant medicine. You come out, you're in that high pro glow. The default mode network opens up. And for the good month and a half, two months, sometimes three or four, you're just like nothing can touch you because the default mode hasn't locked in. The, the, the set the set meaning hasn't locked back in, and I'm not trapped back up inside that, those meanings that I've made. And it's like it was the same thing. And then when I started working with psychedelics, what I found, uh, the, the gentleman who, who made uh, 2CB, um, MDMA, I can't remember his name, but his wife was the father of, or mother of modern-day uh, psychedelic integration mm -hmm. coaching. And she said that shadow work is at the root of it all. And really what medicine does is – our, our the kind of the tagline to shadow ceremony is you are the medicine because we don't do any psychedelics, but at the end of it, we'll go, okay, how many of you here, how many of you here have done plant medicines? And we'll get right now we're getting about 70 to 80% of the people are coming from plant medicine. So they'll raise their hands. I go, keep your hands up. Now, how many of you here have had a full blown psychedelic experience? And they'll all raise their hands. Now what we're finding is many of them are, are preferring the psych, the shadow experience, because your, your ego gets to travel with you. Instead of, you know, with Mother Aya, you have many times you'll, you'll go, they, people are reaching for this ego death, which I, I think for an end all to be all, that's a very asinine, that's like you should never be looking for ego death. That doesn't make any sense to me. But this ego death thing where I've got to reboot, reboot the software called the ego to get, to get the reset that I'm looking for, where shadow work, you're taking the ego down with you as you descend, so that the ego can learn what it needs to learn. And so the integration on the back end becomes even easier. That is amazing. I'm going to ask one more question, follow up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, is, it is just fascinating uh, to me because we hardly see this package, somebody with that background of all this package, then you combine it with uh, the plant medicine. It's you are pretty special if I have to say that myself, you know. So when we're talking about this shadow work, do they uh, uh, administer any medicine to the level that you can explain it to our audience? Can you just give us a brief uh, description of how the process works, the ceremony itself? Yeah, well, the ceremony, shadow ceremony is an entire weekend where you're in ceremony all weekend long. Um, down here, if you come down in the Soul Quest, you have the ability to add on a shadow uh, session uh, Saturday morning. So Friday night, you'll drink Mother. Uh, you'll do if you've never been down here before, you'll do a teaspoon, um, and then you'll meet Mother. And then Saturday morning, you'll sign up to meet with me, 
and I'll sit down with anywhere from five to 10. I don't do anything over 10. And we'll go through a four hour where we're going to check in with each person. And, and it does a bunch of things. One, shadow work, it, it's, it's questioning. It's just, a, it's, it's, we have no answers. As a shadow guide, I have no answers. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a guru. I've just bumped my head up against a lot of stuff, <laughs> right? That's basically it. So with a shadow guide, the, the value of the shadow guide is in the way and the quality of their questioning. Do they have the questions? And so, you know, the first question I'll ask in, under medicine, I'll do shadow work under medicine. It's a four, four questions. It's what am I feeling? You know, somebody will come, they'll do a session with mother. Matter of fact, this weekend I was working with somebody. It's like, well, why are, I don't know that I'm going to drink tonight because they'll drink Friday night. Then they'll sit with me. And then Saturday night they'll drink again. And they'll go, I'll go, well, what do you, you know, I'm not thinking about drinking. Well, why are you not thinking about drinking? Well, um, I was, I drank last night and I just remember sitting around looking at everybody really frustrated because everybody else looked like they were getting it, but me, I said, Oh really? So everybody looked like everybody felt like everybody was getting it by, but you, yep. And how did that feel? It felt frustrating. Where'd you feel that in your body? Felt it here. And let me ask you something. Do you feel that way in your life? Oh yeah. That's why I'm here. Like that's what mother's doing. She's taking you into sometimes like mother teaches the only way out is through what everything mother teaches me is is let go, open up, release. That's what shadow work is all about is releasing. So she goes down into that. And once you ask her, you go, yeah, he, once he said, yeah, that's exactly what I'm here for. Then the next question is, well, do you feel that way in your life? Well, yes, I feel that way in my life. And then the third question is, well, where did you pick that up from? And she's going to take you, mother will take you right down to the very source of the algorithm that your mind has picked up. That's the open loop that you're following in. And she's mm-hmm. going to show you, and then you're going to do the work down there. And then the final question is, well, what kind of a person did that make you? That's yeah. four questions that you can use with under the medicine you're using shadow work. But then you come out, and now we get a chance to clear it. And then we can go in now and mother, if you come into the set, to the here to Orlando, mother then you'll get another sit with mother on Saturday night so that now yeah. you can integrate what you picked up Friday and then Saturday and then Sunday. Friday, uh, yeah. And then you'll come yeah. with me on Monday night to sit in integration. The way of like just uh, helping us to navigate that letting go so that we can let everything go. My, my uh, second to the last question, the problem uh, you, you said is that the problem is not lack of resources. It's a more of a lack of resourcefulness. And by removing the blocks that keep us stuck, uh, identifying the resources uh, we have misaligned, uh, uncovering the opportunities that are being overlooked, we become unshakable uh, and we can become a force of nature and leader that all are trying to catch. What can be done to remove those blocks, as you have said? Is it just doing the shadow work? Well, I, I think that the thing is, is that shadow work's been practiced for, I think, since human mind we became aware of the fact that we have a human mind. Like you can find it in every spiritual tradition, every religious text, there's some form of shadow work going on. Um, so you don't necessarily need to come to a, to a guide to do shadow work. I think you should be doing that. You should be constantly cleaning because the mind wants to push everything to a mechanical. You make a meaning and the mind pushes it down. It doesn't know the difference between what you make up and what's real. And so I'm working with a, a client today and we were reviewing some of her results and she spent $14,000 on this outcome in her business. And of course she was running the wrong way. You know, there's nothing more foolish than running the wrong way passionately, right? Yeah. We need to make sure that the resources that we're using 
are, are effective. And, oh, by the way, why are you running in that direction? I have another client who uh, she wanted to open up a second business and she was not, unable to get that second business going. Well, really what it was about was she wasn't dealing with the pain in her first business. And so she wasn't dealing with the pain in her first business. She was running away from, and, and of course, everything kept falling apart. We went in and fixed, we went in and, and dealt with the shadow that was underneath the, the suffering that was causing the pain in the first business, which then made the second business completely obsolete. And there was no reason for me to do that. So we could be using resources to go somewhere. We may be using the wrong resources. We may be going the wrong way. We may be using the right resources at the wrong time, kind of digging the well before we get thirsty kind of thing. We yeah. could be running east looking for a sunset. So it's never a matter of resources. I've talked to literally tens of thousands of people flown all around the world, spoke to some yeah. of the most successful people on the planet, yeah. and literally not once has it ever been a matter of resources. It's always a matter of how am I allocating those resources. Absolutely. That is word right there. That is wordful. How can our listener uh, learn more about Mastering Change and your apps and all your offers and, you know, how to learn more? Because this is not something we can pack up in a 30 minutes uh, podcast. It, it's deep. How can we no. find you? No, there's no way you could get this. This is a lifelong journey. Yeah. So first off, you can go to masteringchange.com. So M-A-S-T-E-R-I-N-G change mastering change because that's what we're all doing here we're just mastering change.com and it'll help you with that process and we have a thing called shadow ceremony where it's a live like it's a deep deep dive with people that i've been training to do this work i've got students all over the world that are learning how to process how to process shadow not only for themselves but yeah. for other people and yeah. so you can come and we'll take a deep dive. We'll create a ceremony and you'll get a shadow practitioner certification. If you don't have time to do that, then, you know, come and sit in one of our integration, our I groups. We have open circles all the time. Again, you can find that at Mastering Change. If you don't have time for that, well, <laughs> there's an app for that. If you just go to your yeah. phone and download the 30-day mental cleanse app, that app is designed to operate at the narrative level or the plot to clean that looking glass, Alice through the looking glass. It's designed to help you clean your looking glass at home, in theater, real time. There is no reason why, the only reason why you would not do this is that you're more committed to having the problem than you are in solving it. And we yes. all have problems that we're more committed Absolutely. to having. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is amazing. Well, we're going to put all those information in our show notes. It's been, uh, time goes so fast when we are having this amazing discussion. Thank you so much, Stephen Tuhig. That is our show today, guys. Find all the past episodes on Kennedy's Radio, WCI-Help.com. Please rate the show. Give us a five uh, star and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Plus, you can also find the show on HiHat Radio, Amazon Music, Google, WCI Health, and wherever you find your podcast. And remember, folks, we have a new website. Cannabis Radio have a new website. So go make sure you are accessing the website through the new link. Follow me on IGWCI Health 19 and on LinkedIn, Dr. Lola O. Ohamba. And of course, remember to grab a copy of my book if you have not done that yet. Until next time, remember books, health equals well. Bye for now.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.